Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to put the shades on, fasten your seatbelt, and mash the gas pedal, because it's time for Automation Avenue, a podcast for retail and financial leaders looking for ways to automate and accelerate their businesses. Hey folks, welcome back to Automation Avenue. We are here on episode 11, and today we are going to talk a little bit about how deposit automation and video ATM technology could play into your strategy, some of the differences um, in pros and cons between the two. We're going to talk about a couple applications and just talk about in general how that strategy may solve different needs for you as the financial institution. But first off, I wanted to introduce a new voice on the podcast, our new VP of Sales, Chris Cruz. Chris, welcome to Automation Avenue. Sean, thank you. And hello, podcast people in QDS universe out there. I'm very excited to be a part of QDS uh, and love the energy uh, and the people and what we are doing as far as providing you education and insight and objective analysis as to the marketplace out there and what we're doing for the uh, financial community at large. So the the topic of today's podcast, again, um, we've had a lot of clients uh, over the last 90 days uh, really gear up and talk about how video will be a key strategy for them. And obviously NCR has had a decent amount of success with their interactive teller video ATM. So again, in in true QDS fashion, we want to take an open, honest, objective look at how these strategies would play in consideration for a number of scenarios. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the LPO, which a lot of our clients have been dealing with uh, as an LPO becomes successful. uh, And now we've got clients that want to do deposit transactions. How do we handle that? We want to also talk a little bit about remote ATMs and how that can serve uh, a very good purpose in growing your brand awareness in either a new market or how you can grow your market share in an existing market you serve at maybe a fractional cost of building a traditional brick and mortar branch. And then lastly, wanted to talk uh, a little bit about micro branches uh, and the existing branch environment and how uh, video and deposit automation can play into that. So uh, strap on your helmets. Let's let's uh, dive right in here. Chris, are you ready? I am ready. So let, let's, let's start with LPO. So that, uh, again, for you folks who, if you're a banker, you probably know much more about LPOs than we do, but loan production office. So again, as, as institutions are trying to grow into new markets, typically an LPO is a first step. You hire some quality lenders and they go out and uh, try to get new customers to drive revenue for the institution. And lo and behold, if they are successful, which a lot of our clients have started off successful, now all of a sudden they're, they're in maybe a little bit more of a remote location where the institution may not have a branch presence. And all of a sudden they need to be able to do deposit transactions or get cash. So how do we service those folks? So as we look at our two options here, we... We, uh, we want to cover how deposit automation can probably serve that customer base and in which instances video uh, can be a key uh, add-on strategy for that. So, Chris, with, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about the benefits of deposit automation and, and as, as these clients are looking for potentially deposit transactions, what... What, what transaction set will, will deposit automation take care of? And then maybe contrast that against 
what what video may bring as a value to those clients. Sure, absolutely. You know, in talking deposit automation, this is really an advancement or uh, a modernization of uh, a function that uh, many institutions have been working with as a as a means to increase deposits, increase the cash flow into the branch or the financial institution. And it's really a convenience factor uh, as far as automating that. Um, and it's really a, a win-win situation and, and advancement as far as it's always been a customer convenience over the last several years, even into the, say, the early and mid-90s when automation started really taking off at the ATM in what we call a traditional sense with the use of envelope and statements. Um, but it wasn't really an application that, in retrospect, had the success that the, that the financial institutions wanted it to have. It certainly offered a convenience, but on the banking side, on the, 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 the provider side, it, uh, it, it did cause for some uh, extra costs um, and even down to details as, such as a, a lot of uh, management of, of uh, thrown away receipts or stocking of envelopes. So there was some unintended consequences, possibly uh, somewhat negative to that approach. But with the advancement of Check 21, the advancement of, um, of legislation and uh, federal approvals of allowing an image to be the record and deposit of reference, that really revolutionized the banking marketplace, certainly in, in, the, in the realm of allowing deposits uh, without an envelope and without a uh, deposit receipt or ticket. So deposit automation uh, is really a, a convenience now for both uh, customer or member and the financial institution in that um, a lot of the advantage for customer is through uh, extended deposit uh, time frames, for instance. In the traditional sense, uh, the branch had to be open perhaps until five. Uh, now a lot of institutions are extending those deposit time frames well into the evening um, to open up uh, uh, more convenience for customers, but also on the bank side uh, for the elimination or, or certainly mitigation of dual control and the, uh, the personnel required to securely and safely and properly process those deposits uh, from an operational and administrative deposit uh, office standpoint. So um, automation is, is really the advancement of helping both sides of that equation. And in the instance of an LPO, what we've learned certainly in our marketplace and in the community bank space is that um, you know, LPOs can often be uh, in operation for several years uh, and really uh, the, the bank or the institution may decide, uh, okay, now it's time to um, create more of a storefront. And I think that's what we're seeing with the LPOs. Um, and certainly deposit automation is one of those what we'll call standard services that have become really mainstream um, with a, a common ATM experience that a lot of financial institutions can provide. Uh, certainly with the ATM, there's always been the kind of anchor service of cash withdrawal or balance transfer or uh, uh, balance inquiry, um, but opening up the ability to uh, place your cash and or check in the ATM um, allows for a lot of institutions to give uh, credit on cash deposits right away, and that's a nice convenience for customer. So before we jump into video, I think one of the key questions we would ask is, what are the clients that you're trying to serve? So again, if, if your bank is maybe more retail focused and, and you're trying to serve uh, John Q. Public, deposit automation may serve a much wider realm of that versus, okay, if, if my primary clientele is small business, 
you know, maybe I'm going to be a little more aggressive with offering remote deposit through check scanners on their desk. So uh, maybe more of my clients would be uh, driven to the ATM because maybe they're getting, you know, anywhere from 10 to 50 checks a day and they don't close until uh, five o'clock. So they, they need an avenue with which to deposit those items. And as Chris pointed out, being able to offer extended deposit hours until 6 p.m., 7 p.m., maybe even as late as 8 p.m. in the night can really allow you to serve uh, that profitable small business customer, uh, both even as a credit union now and as a community bank, uh, to offer that service if for some reason they're not willing to pay for uh, remote deposit capture. And certainly for business accounts, you know, we've seen a huge rise in mobile deposit for, again, the consumer base, but I would say very few businesses are going to sit there and take a picture with their phone of 10, 15, 20 checks. And certainly if they have cash as well, you know, that's obviously something you can't take a picture of a $100 bill and get it into your account. So that's where that deposit automation feature on the ATM is going to be critical. So so let's dive into video a little bit, Chris, and, and some of the features, maybe even specific to Yosung about if I'm an institution I think I understand now deposit automation is going to give me some economies of scale. It's going to be a lower cost of acquisition for deposit. So uh, I hear all this talk about video. How, how does video play in and where would that be important as a strategy? Sure. So the advent of video um, in our observations and what we believe the, the value of video is, the first thing we want to dispel is the the idea that it's the logical extension of deposit automation. It's certainly an application that has a place and a value. We really see where video and interactive teller video um, is, is gaining traction is to, number one, um, give a, a personal touch beyond what um, the traditional or maybe contemporary uh, modern ATM experience is. Um, a lot of the transaction sets are common across uh, across customers, across financial institutions, but video really opens up the ability um, to allow maybe a reconnection um, and extend and enhance that experience in, in a way that ATMs have not been able to do up until recently. Um, really, I, I see as far as um, even with uh, the applications that we are familiar with and, and manufacturers such as Hyosung, is the fact that um, video allows for um, it to be on demand or, or certainly um, stays within the whole philosophy of assisted self-service where the customer has control of the transaction experience. Uh, and, and there's a benefit to the user and to the, the deployer, the financial institution as well, in that they can uh, offer that video on demand. So if it's uh, a case where a customer uh, some of the unique features with our Hyosung uh, capabilities include the fact that if a customer maybe doesn't have their uh, traditional ATM card uh, as a, a point of original authentication and validation that they are who they are, the, the traditional uh, uh, card insertion and then uh, pen entry, um, we have the ability with the Hyosung application and with the video teller presence uh, to be able to authenticate uh, without the use of card, but still allow that customer to have that transaction and perform uh, the, the transactions that they require. Um, additionally, video uh, opens up the ability to um, have some competitive and 
really enhancements or extended transactions beyond the standard cash withdrawal, cash deposit, uh, check deposit type of transactions that you have on an ATM to the point where uh, customers could even uh, be given the opportunity to withdraw uh, larger amounts than maybe what they've experienced with traditional ATM limits in terms of cash withdrawal, for instance, but also extended transactions where there's the option to be able to even make deposits and place them into accounts um, where you can't do that necessarily on the ATM today, split deposits or uh, checking uh, or uh, cashing checks, things like that, where it's moving beyond what you can do at many ATMs or even your own ATMs today in the traditional uh, deposit automation front. Uh, but video is a, a, an emerging capability, um, certainly not a, a replacement for deposit automation, but an enhancement and allows for, uh, for new transaction sets to develop. Yeah, so I think uh, if, if I'm the institution, you know, one of the other keys to video is having the ability to support that remotely. So there are certainly institutions who have invested heavily in a call center infrastructure. So two things that really drive video for me. If I, if I want to offer an extended hour personal experience, video is a key part of that strategy. We, we met with an institution recently. They've got a very powerful call center type application, and they want to be able to talk to their customers 24-7. So if I'm advising that customer, that's where video would be a huge value add to them because they already have the infrastructure in place to do it. They simply want to maximize that channel. And, and certainly as a competitive advantage, if, if I can talk to someone at 11 o'clock at night or 2 o'clock in the morning about a challenge I'm having at the device, that may be a lot better than, than you know, just being able to deposit uh, locally there at the ATM. So I, I certainly think that's something to consider is, do you already have that infrastructure in place? If that's going to be a large investment on your, on your part where you don't have a call center environment set up, then, then maybe deposit automation solves enough of your deposit challenges that video isn't a necessary adjunct for you. And then to go back to Chris's point again, one of the key differentiators for Yosung over potentially the NCR solution is that it is self-service driven and video only required for when uh, the customer asks for it. So maybe that's one out of every 20 transactions, one out of every 50 transactions. So instead of having to have a live person service every single transaction, which there is still some economies of scale there, um, one person is able to maybe support a lot more remote terminals because the amount of transaction flow through video uh, could be quite limited. So anything else in closing on the LPO before we move on to kind of the next arrangement? No, let's go on to the next scenario. Okay, so if we move on, uh, remote or off-site ATMs. Um, we've certainly covered this in some other avenues, but uh, I still think it's a huge strategic advantage for folks that are, at this point, looking to gain touch points, continue to look and to improve their brand awareness in a market. So maybe we're trying to grow market share in an existing area, and maybe I'm going to do that either through remote ATMs or certainly uh, maybe micro branches that almost act as a remote ATM or technology location. Or I'm looking to dip my toe in a new market and instead of spending you know, one to three million dollars to build a new office, uh, maybe there's some property I'm looking at at some key locations 
maybe that's around retail centers in that particular town or city, and I can build out a pretty good infrastructure of touch points for my customers uh, to gain market share and brand awareness without having to build a single brick and mortar location. And certainly we know the impact of if you don't do your studies well and you end up locating your brick and mortar branch in a location that you thought was a great location that turns out not to be a great location, uh, it, it takes a long time to kind of over, overcome that unprofitable location or you, you have to really work a lot harder to make that location profitable. So, so Chris, how does, how does deposit automation factor in? If, if I'm an institution, maybe looking, let's start with growing into a new market. And so how would a remote ATM play into that? And then how would deposit automation kind of feed that channel? Well, certainly remote ATM applications, as Sean alluded to, um, really offer an institution that brand recognition because even though in the marketplace we are understanding and accepting of the fact that the branch uh, format is changing, there's certainly a, a shift from uh, a branch on every corner to really uh, more reasonably or strategically tactically placed branches where you can manage that same or grow customer flow and customer footfall but really it's about storefront. I really believe that in terms of, of the, the brand that, that your customers really still want to identify. Uh, they certainly want to have some type of, of physical structure there. With the advent of remote placements, what that allows is, is certainly brand awareness and probably a more economical way for the financial institution to keep that, keep that customer presence, that customer facing, that, uh, that feeling of trust, and really I think that's part of what automation is about. It's about the extension of that trust and relationship with the bank in such a way that, again, we are serving both sides of the equation, benefit to customer and your users, but also benefit to you, the financial institution, who's making the capital investment, the expenditures, the year-on-year -year investment in providing that channel of convenience as part of an overall multi-channel strategy. But certainly in the remote locations, I think this serves a lot of what Sean was talking about in terms of serving that customer mix, your, your, your commercial accounts as well as your, your residential or your private accounts or personal accounts uh, in a way for them to have a location where they can see deposits going into the machine, uh, they can get that record of receipt, that image on check, all those pieces that help them have confidence and convenience that that deposit has been made, um, but you don't have to go to the expense as the financial institution to build that large brick and mortar presence. And I think it's really accepting as well of this move as a culture to assisted self-service and self-service devices that we see in so many areas of the marketplace and of the businesses that we uh, that we that we visit the uh, the transactions that we do uh, day on day and so it's really something that um, empowers the bank and certainly shows a technology understanding and trust and acceptance so I think with remote with with branch remotes and remote placements that's the advantage and, and combined with the deposit automation you're extending those conveniences that you offer at the branch um, in locations and leveraging technology to be able to do that in kind of a satellite type deployment scenario and I think it goes back again to analytics so again I, I might be able to put out 20 or 30 deposit automation ATMs to the cost of one branch. And you get to really watch that transaction set. So maybe there's an area of your customer base that maybe that, 
Maybe that image depository is filling up a lot faster than others. And maybe a market that you didn't think a branch presence would make a big deal. And now you realize, wow, we've got quite a big retail or commercial customer base in this region, as opposed to where we thought we were going to end up building the branch. So maybe we are going to build a branch to serve that community over in that spot. And that we've seen um, maybe a different uptake in a different area that could maybe be served by more of a technology branch or could be that storefront in a strip mall that could be a very small footprint, very low operating cost uh, environment, but maybe that's much more of a consumer traffic who who may be better served by technology devices versus the commercial customers, which which are typically going to require a little bit a little bit more staff to serve. Um, so again, you get all of that analytics through being able to watch what happens with transaction volume, transaction amounts, how much cash, how much check is being put into each of those ATMs. So. So again, going back to our video discussion, uh, so now I've got this fleet of remote ATMs. Uh, Why would I want to implement video? Again, going back to a little bit of our LPO uh, discussion, where where does video add value to this equation? Well, I would see that um, certainly with the either deployments where you're going in a strategic location, maybe you have a large customer base that, that you want to offer services to, but maybe aren't close enough to the physical branch, but to to add the remote or uh, satellite location and really branch remote where the ATM is essentially the branch in a box for lack of a better term. Um, that's where if you add video, I can certainly envision micro branches, fully automated branches that can be deployed where those customers can have drive-through access um, with a, a video enabled uh, drive island drive up ATM and also have convenience of maybe a secure kiosk, a building where there's a small parking lot they can walk in and have the same video and uh, advanced functionality on an interior secure lobby where there's uh, phone support for calling into the call center if they want to have a, a private conversation with the teller or they can talk through the screen and have the video teller there to help them with a certain transaction or set of transactions. And that is the branch. You don't have to physically staff that. You can leverage the staff you already have, perhaps have the, uh, the tellers operating from your operations center or maybe a larger regional brick and mortar branch that has some space to support the back end of that video presence. But I really see that's where the, the evolution can come from and you can be faster to market and more cost effective in deploying into that market with this micro branch or assisted self-service e-branch type format. Yeah, and the, and the first implementation that really comes to mind for me is, is college campuses. So uh, we recently had a client that through acquisition picked up a community bank. Their ATM fleet was was a little dilapidated and out of date, so to speak, and, and it was a major college town. So in discussing with them, it's like, well, what if, what if you could put a device that would basically be, quote unquote, that branch in the box, but could also offer video interaction so you could you know do account openings and some things like that remotely without having to staff or staff a very part-time person that maybe that that sole person's job is to open accounts and and bring some some brand equity to that location and they love that idea so again i mean there's there's a huge amount of college campuses uh that's kind of the next generation of of wealth 
uh, bearers, if you will. A lot of clients may carry a very high market share in their area, but maybe that is generational. They've, they've got a lot of baby boomer clients, they've got a lot of retirees, and, and maybe they're having trouble kind of seeding that next generation. So when that when that generation does die off, you know, do you have the next generation of earners to, to step in and, and populate your bank with, with deposits and, and return on capital? I think college campuses is a great location for video. Certainly I remember my college days and, you know, extended hours. Uh, I remember the days of going out at 11 o'clock at night and staying out till two, which now as a 30 something year old, if I'm up past 11, something has gone horribly wrong. Uh, so uh, it's, it's definitely a, a different world out there today. So what do you think about that, Chris? Yeah, I think this is one of the um, one of the benefits, emerging benefits of going to this technology. And, and really, it's, it's, again, something that is not cutting edge. This is a, a delivery model and a service model that is proven and is trusted. And we find it, again, in many areas of our transaction day, if you will, whether we're traveling uh, via airport, whether we are shopping for uh, groceries or at uh, your given home improvement store. Uh, you see self-service in different forms there front and center, uh, really trying to achieve and promote these same ideals in, in that retail cost savings, customer convenience. Let's automate uh, maybe the mundane or, uh, or rote transactions that, that certainly we, we want to free up our people to build relationships um, and really drive that storefront mentality for the financial institution community where products and services can be promoted more, where there can be a, a different kind of attention set to the customer's needs versus just what's in front of them on, on, a, on a basic transaction. So, you know, certainly um, even with the presence of video um, as an extension of your deposit automation or in lieu of, I believe that there's a proper uh, progression and certainly deposit automation is a baseline, a common platform that, that we encourage and, and continue to see adoption of. But we don't want to dilute the self-service empowerment and environment because that is real time. It's not something that is going to scare away a customer base. In fact, in many cases, in almost all cases where it's been applied, it's been accepted. But a lot of that and a lot of the QDS value in this is the thought and the thought leadership and the mind share as far as how do you prepare your customer base for a transition like this. So it's not just deploying hardware and believing that there will be an uptake, even though there is a lot of self-service in the environment. The important value we can bring is a deliberate and, 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 uh, and designed approach for success. And that's really the key because it's more than just, uh, again, deploying the, the hardware. It's um, the culture shift, the the, the marketing, the, uh, the introduction of a new way and a, and, and a nicer way to, to, to deliver service to your customers. And so those are things in, in kind of the timeline and preparation for rollouts on these types of deployments where we can certainly assist and provide our experience and guidance um, to ensure success. I think those are very valid points. I mean, there have certainly been many uh, instances of deploying technology and just have it crash and burn because either the customer base wasn't prepared, uh, maybe even the the company staff wasn't prepared with how to guide customers through the transactions. So we've certainly seen over over time how those implementations have failed without proper planning. And then we've certainly seen the other side with folks that 
do a great job marketing the technology, do a great job uh, getting people to adopt those implementations have been hugely successful with uptake. So that is a key proponent as you look at either one of these strategies. But let, let's jump into kind of the last instance as, as more people are talking about branch transformation. So, so let's take the existing branch. So now I've got a location. I may be looking to put a lobby device in or maybe a drive-through scenario uh, with video. If I'm a community bank or credit union and I haven't rolled out deposit automation yet, you know, what, what are some things to consider about my uh, existing branch environment and, and where can video play a part in that factor? Well, I think certainly with the existing branch, um, there is the understanding that that uh, there are advantages to shifting certain transactions that have happened traditionally in that branch uh, away in, in, into or as a result of via the machinery, uh, via the solution. In the case of, uh, say, deploying an MX8800 solution from Kyosung with video and with uh, the deposit automation capabilities therein, um, there is oftentimes the, uh, the ability to to repurpose your staff, uh, to look at your full-time employment metrics and, and see about changing that, that cost factor in the branch, which is an advantage. And typically what happens is part of that culture shift is moving those tellers from uh, basic uh, cash counting and, and processing of deposits through the teller window and really converting them to this interactive teller or universal teller uh, type role where they can be trained and empowered and given the tools and the, uh, the knowledge base to conduct many services for the customers coming into that branch. So it's, it's really almost like a, a rebuilding or a, a reintroduction of, of branch operations where um, we're finding that uh, when these units are deployed, a lot of the transactions where customers were coming in with specific checks or cash and wanted to go to a teller for those uh, for those deposits. They can do this through the kiosk and through the lobby unit and have that done, but there's a way for those tellers to still interact with that customer, have a knowledge of them being in the in the branch, and really be able to have an opportunity to talk to them about other potential products and services, for instance. But I think the main thing in going into an existing branch where transactions have been performed in the traditional sense, that's also an area where a lot of the cost savings can be gained and some of the shift as far as a lot of institutions have even gone through redesigning the branch to, uh, to really allow for this technology to be showcased and used regularly. So um, there's certainly some different approaches as far as what we'll call maybe retrofit of that technology. But I think some of the major takeaways in an existing branch environment are certainly leveraging the cost savings and, and, and reintroduction of staff into some new roles um, but really gaining, uh, gaining more kind of a dynamic uh, branch experience. Yeah, when I think about video, um, you know, certainly branches and in, in banking in general has peaks and valleys, right? So sometimes the location is very busy, and when someone needs help on one of those self-service devices, uh, it's nice to be able to potentially route that help to a call center because maybe uh, now that you've reduced your FTE count, maybe you used to have six uh, full-time tellers and now you're running with maybe two or three universal bankers and if they're tied up uh, doing some high-value consulting or, or doing some good relationship building and somebody just simply needs help you know finishing off a deposit transaction of multiple checks that's something that can be routed to the call center and video used to, to simply finish off the transaction set now 
if we talk about video in the drive-through, there have been certainly instances of institutions trying to replace the traditional tube and drive-through teller with video. And I've got kind of a cautionary tale. Uh, we had a major tier one bank here uh, down the street from us, which probably had one of the busiest footprints, uh, busiest locations in their entire brand. I mean, you, you could not go to this drive-through without there being two or three cars backed up in every lane. And they were always busy, always rocking. And then without really asking their customer base, they, they simply rolled out uh, video ATM and, and let go of the drive-through teller. Now when you drive past that branch, it is a ghost town. And if you walk in and talk to this particular branch employees, they have lost a significant share of their customer base uh, because of that. So I, as you're looking and trying to be objective, video is a very neat technology. It can certainly leverage some efficiencies, but there, there is something about that personal touch that it, it doesn't always replace that. So I just wanted to throw that out as a cautionary tale of, of someone, uh, you know, five or 10 minutes away from our corporate office that decided to go down that route. And, and maybe if I talk to a senior executive of that bank, they, they may come back with, well, those weren't the type of customers we wanted to bank anyway. Uh, but I can probably assure this person that those customers aren't coming back anytime soon. And, and someone with a better experience in their branch environment uh, has probably picked those folks up. So I just wanted to throw that out. Again, trying to be objective about how video can be deployed. Uh, there are certainly pros and cons. So again, we here at QDS want to do our best to educate and empower you guys to make great business decisions. And uh, the technology continues to roll out. We are very excited about uh, the Yosung offering and, and uh, the transaction sets you can pick up and the fact that it is integrated directly to the core, which is going to give you a very wide transaction set. So there is a lot of value coming to the market. We are excited to bring that to you. And if you have questions, feel free to email us at podcast at qualitydatasystems.com, and we would love to answer those for you. So, um, Chris, any closing comments before I close us out? No, we're very excited for the, uh, for the road ahead, and uh, we look forward to the correspondence and working with each and all of you, and uh, we will see you in the field. Yeah, so hopefully you found value, again, in this, maybe a little more education on how deposit automation can benefit you. And keep in mind, and we, and we forgot to cover it here, but you know those video ATMs are at least 50% more expensive and maybe, maybe edging towards double the expense, especially if you're only looking to roll out a few units. There, there is a pretty hefty back-end consideration to make that video and that core integration work. So again, you want to be very careful about what you're trying to do strategically and, and the costs associated with that. Because if you're not careful, uh, you can overrun your ROI real quick for maybe transactions that uh, you weren't really hoping to accomplish. So that'll do it for us here on this episode of Automation Avenue. If you are not following us on Twitter, we are at QDS underscore Lion. We continue to grow our Twitter base, so we must be bringing value to someone out there. That's it for now. We'll see you next time. Thank you.